On today's show, we do a deep dive into GD+. This is Double Your WDW, the Disney World Planning Podcast. Hello and welcome to episode 127. I'm your host, Julie Elster, creator of WDW.com, the Disney World Planning website. I'm so excited about today's episode. Um, our guest today is Allie from Wish Upon a Planner, and Allie is a pro. So I'm very excited to have her on to really dive deep into Genie Plus. So some of the things we talk about are obviously just like the basics of using Genie Plus, but then some of the more advanced things that you may or may not have heard people talking about, other bloggers talking about, which is things like stacking reservations or like game planning, how to rope drop with Genie and Genie Plus, um, just because it's still a new system. Allie spent over a week in the parks, just nonstop testing. And I was watching and following along with her testing and asking her questions. And I was so beyond impressed. So um, Allie is from Wish Upon a Planner. And she has these amazing Disney World strategy playbooks. So if you're interested, at the end of the show, she will talk more about the strategy playbook. Because it's not just Genie Plus, although that is a huge part of it. She's got videos and stuff of um, Genie Plus and how to use it. But also just all sorts of Walt Disney World information. So food guides, um, tips for getting reservations, like hard-to-get dining reservations, um, things like room requests, which I find amazing because I never seem to think to request a better room. Um, but she has all of like all of the tips, and I'm not even kidding. I have personally put my credit card down to pay for her guides because they're just that good. So um, I'm just super stoked that she agreed to be on the show. Uh, she's an awesome human being and really knows her stuff. So we talk about all of that. She even offers a discount code for her guide. So if you sound interested, um, there are links in the show notes. Use discount code Julie to get a discount on your Disney World guide. She also has Universal. But um, I'm telling you guys, it's awesome. And this episode's really going to be a gem if you are trying to figure out the best way to maximize Genie Plus. So I'm going to stop gushing over my my uh, crush, Allie, and we will just jump right in. Allie, thank you for being on the show with me today. You are one of my favorite people in the Disney-verse. I'm really excited that you agreed to come on and talk Yay. Genie with us and Genie Plus. How are you? Well, back to you. You're one of my favorite people. One of the few people I know, but you're <laughs> Yeah. So for people listening who aren't like Disney pros, there's this whole Disney community um, and it can be, it can be a little intense at times. So yes. Allie's really become one of my favorite people for a few reasons. You are no nonsense and you're very thorough and I appreciate both of those things. You're far more thorough than I could ever dream about being. Oh, yeah. Somebody recently told me I was very mathy and that's the first time I've ever heard that. You're mathy? I was like, I, was like, I can work with that. I think that sounds positive. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, we also have our good friend Kurt with us. Tech nasty. There he is. No one calls you that. <laughs> Tech nasty. On the two. soundboard. There we go. Two. Um, and I, I wanted Kurt here because he is everybody's favorite noob. And I figured if if you can explain Genie and Genie Plus to him and he gets it, 
then then we have a winner. All right, challenge accepted. <laughs> All right, so I was following along. You were at the parks when Jeannie was launched, and I was following along. I was incredibly impressed with your analysis of Jeannie and all of your testing. It was so much testing. So um, why don't we start with just kind of with some initial thoughts of the free version of Jeannie and Jeannie Plus, just first off the bat thoughts of the new system. All right. Um, I'm a fan of Jeannie Plus. I was as soon as they announced it before all the details came out in the announced date. Um, the free Jeannie is bloated, in my opinion. That's the best word. Like it's just a little clunky and they're so, okay. So the free genie is really what the biggest thing people need to understand is Disney's going to put you and recommend where they want you to. And it's typically going to be where they need the crowds to go. Right. So if it's the middle of the day, they don't want you on splash mountain. They're not going to recommend that they're going to recommend the hall of presidents. Right. And it's not in a lot of people's best interest to go to the hall of presidents. Hold on. We love Hall of Presidents. <laughs> I love Hall of Presidents. I love Hall of Presidents. But if I have my kids, young kids, and I'm in the Magic Kingdom for six to eight hours, I'm like, no, Genie, so, free, free Genie. I'm not on. going to the Hall of Presidents. But it has filters and preferences. And so Are you that's saying that gonna, they're evil? When, when you were testing it, did you, you did both days where you paid for Genie Plus, and then did you also do days where you just went without it, did standby, and the free version as well? We did. So I was there almost 10 days covering this, and we did Genie Plus. <laughs> I know, I know. It's, um, yeah, I stayed at the boardwalk the whole time because I was like, Oh, brutal, I brutal. I know. I, I love know. the boardwalk. It's the best. It's the best. Um, we did Genie Plus almost every day for research purposes, but there was one day we went without it for research, right? And we did Animal Kingdom and Epcot because that's that's a combo that if the crowds are moderate to low to moderate, not above moderate, but low to moderate with some strategy, you can pull off not using Genie Plus. For sure. I think it, this sounds pretty negative for Genie. For like, the look, free version. Okay, well then let's let's focus on Genie Plus then because you have created a, a strategy playbook that helps people navigate the parks, and specifically you've added Genie Plus and how to use Genie Plus. So let's talk about stra- or Is there a strategy? Are there strategies to using Genie Plus? Oh, for sure. So that's like. You know, we used to, our big thing used to be FastPass and how to use it. And so now it's Genie Plus. And we had to pack so much information in because it is, um, there's that many like details in the algorithm that if you want to be a master user, you have to know. So it it became like its own little mini course in our playbook. That's what we have to call it now because it's just, it didn't, it wasn't easy to condense the information, right? But um, just like FastPass, there's everything from a beginner user that's just going to kind of use it casually, not really know, but add it and skip a few lines a day. And then there's going to be the super users that want to learn how to max out the algorithms and ride, you know, 17 rides in one day with Genie Plus with not waiting in line. Okay. So it's a continuum. It's a continuum for sure. Why wouldn't I use Genie Plus? Yeah, who wouldn't use, like, in what scenario would you not use Genie Plus? And Like, you I mean, are clearly an advocate for genie plus you're like add this on is there a time when you shouldn't be adding it on or is this like I mean, it, 
Yeah. So it's, I mean, it's a, the easiest way to think about it. It's a consumer product, right? And what do you give up when you purchase something money? So the only time I would say, <laughs> the only time I would say don't use Genie Plus is when you're on a budget, which plenty of people are, especially if you're going with really more than three people, you're talking about costs that are going to add up. Um, and you know, that's, I get that question a lot. I'm like, it's totally personal because it comes down to a financial thing. Um, otherwise there's no really objective reason not to do it. Okay. So, but I think you could also argue if, if it's finances, it sounds like you've come up with a way to use Genie Plus to maximize rides at the parks, which could end up saving you. Like if you can cut a park day, that could be hundreds totally. of dollars, you know, and like oh. we're a family of five, that's five days, five tickets that we don't have to buy. Um, okay. So uh, wh- why don't you give us some of the, the quick strategies for really like maximize, like, let's say I'm going, I have like a day at the parks. What are some of your tips for really maximizing the number of rides that I can get on using Genie plus? All right. So there's basically two ways to use it, which is going back to back, like getting as many rides as you can and reducing that wait time in between your return window, right? You make a Genie Plus Lightning Lane reservation, you have a return window. You can get your next one either when you scan and use that or if two hours passes. And ideally you wanna go with the first. You wanna get as many as you can, right? And just go through the parks, minimize backtracking, get one, use it, get one, use it. Um, And then there's stacking, that's kind of the, accepted terminology. So I'm just going with that. Right. But that's, that's a different, people want to use that as a strategy, but it only comes at a certain time. So if you're going to just go to a park, it's magic kingdom day. The first thing you can do is be sure you book your first one at 7am. That's the first thing you can do. And you want to try to book it early. There's a lot of blogs that are like, no, book it a little bit out because you can run around and do standby in the morning with rope drop. And you absolutely can but you don't want to do that too long at a busy time of year, even moderate lines are going to build by 10 AM. So I say, if you want to rope drop, do standby. Great. But as soon as you can start using genie, go for it because the earlier in the day, the shorter those return times are going to be. Does that make sense? It does. It does. So you can start. This got um... way too technical for me. (laughs) (laughs) You idiot. Oh boy. All right. We got it backtracking what's a return time (laughs) we gotta dumb it down for him over here oh no okay so let's see if i can let's see if i can kind of sum up what what you just said so you start at 7 a.m you can purchase starting at midnight the night before you so you can purchase it at midnight past my bedtime it is past my bedtime we go to bed early you maniac (laughs) you go to bed at one and then you got to be up at when to go to the park. I just assume you're not showering at this point. <laughs> yes. Do you brush your or, teeth, Allie? Or eating. Showers are optional. Showers are optional. And then you get really close to somebody shoulder to shoulder with your optional showers. People love it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But so you won't be waiting in line. So hopefully you're not close to anybody. Yeah. So 7 a.m. You can select your first ride. Yes. Then the parks open. You can't select your first ride though for another two hours, right? It's a two-hour window. Not necessarily. Okay, explain. You get, so when you're using Genie Plus, you get, you make a lightning lane reservation for Genie Plus ride. As soon as you scan in, you can make another. If your time, your return time is further than two hours out, then that two hour period goes. But if I book one at 7 a.m. and I book Splash Mountain at 9.30 
and I scan in at 9.31, I'm eligible as soon as I scan. Got it. Okay. So it's either two hours or when you scan in for your ride. Whichever comes Whichever first. Whichever comes first. And then you can immediately pick your next ride. What do you mean by yeah. scan in? You would use, it's the, very similar to Fast Pass. So remember, you'd scan your magic band yeah. to get in. So it's the exact same thing. Lightning Lane Except now we is scan Fast Pass. You'd scan a phone if that's what you're using. If you've got a, a hard ticket, you'd scan that. If you've got a, a magic band. Yep. Yeah. So there's hard tickets. <laughs> like a like a key card. Like a hard ticket. <laughs> yeah. Like so <laughs> wow, he really is a noob. He really yep. is. Poor right. fella. I just follow you around. Poor fella. I don't know how many times have I been now? So eighteen. <laughs> so you know, like those plastic key cards you get when you go to hotels. Yeah. Yeah. So those when you're at Disney World will be your room key, also your park ticket, and your lightning lane. Slash Genie Plus Pass. Oh, because they charge you for the Magic Band now? They do charge. Yeah, they used to give them away for free. They do you know not it. give them away for free anymore. Okay. You know it. Have it's I- also called your Key to the World. Key to the World ticket. card. Yes. Key to the World card. It's, an ex- it's not just a key card. It's an it's- experience. <laughs> it is an experience. Isn't it, though? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, are you caught up, Mr. Technast? Do you get it? I suppose. Please stand clear of the door. All right. Let's get back to it. <laughs> okay, so. Wait, what? what's stacking? Oh, boy. What is a return time? Oh, boy. <laughs> I took notes of, like, all the nonsense you're spouting. She's making up words. Like, I know those are uh-huh. English words. I think that we need to come up with, like, a dictionary of terms. I'm going to put that on my to-do list. Because these terms are thrown out quite a bit. And I have... Uh, like a, a dictionary page, but it clearly needs to be updated with some of these. And then I'll send it that's to Kurt. Yeah. That's Someone the first just thing tell me what stacking is? <laughs> oh, geez, Rick. Okay. All right. Allie, would you like to explain stacking? And then I want to backtrack because I have an, uh, a follow-up question, but let's answer Kurt's question first. So what is stacking and how do you do it? Okay. This is really this intricate. Is next, this is next level. Are you ready? Not really. I'm quite afraid. <laughs> okay. I well, can't cover all on a podcast, but the basic. We'll do the, just the basic overview of stacking. What people mean when they say stacking is they're hitting that two hour window. And so because of that, those later return times, they're accumulating return windows. They're like they're accumulating Genie Plus return times. So it's only because that two hour window is happening. And that could be because it's your first day and you're flying in, you're not going to get to the park till three. It could be because you're hopping and you're taking a break, or it could just be because you're somewhere like Hollywood studios where you're going to have a lot of later return times. And maybe that two hour window is coming first. So stacking it's strategic. If you're going to have a big break in your day, whether it's in the middle of the day or the beginning of the day, because you're doing, you're having a late arrival, but otherwise you don't want to do it. And people, that's what I'm finding. My customers are getting really excited about it because it sounds cool and it's the new, you know, hack, but it's, it's not, it it's sound only, positive, but it's only in certain situations. And it's very fun to have four lightning lanes. Like, so we're at, we're at Hollywood studios one day. We know we're going to have a big break in the day. We go back to the boardwalk, right? Before that though, the last ride we scanned into was aliens, swirling saucers right as soon as i scan into that i get a fast pass fast pass here i go see i can't even get it right i get a genie return window 
for Smuggler's Run at 6.50 p.m. because that was the next return time. And remember, you can't manipulate return times. It's whatever's there. You don't get to choose. So I got that because I know we're going to be back at night. I think that was at like 12.20 p.m. So in my head, I'm going, okay, I can get another one at 2.20 p.m. And so I do. At 2.20 p.m., I log on. I got Rock and Roller Coaster for like 5.30 or something. At 4.30, 4.20, whatever time it was, two hours later, I'm like, okay, we're still not back at the park. We're going to go out soon, but we're still not there. And I've hit another two-hour window. I get Tower of Terror for like 6 p.m. So I now have three in my account, and I have three almost overlapping times. The algorithm doesn't care. It only cares that those two hours have been by, and you can keep getting more. So it doesn't check for, in programming, we would say it doesn't check for concurrency. No, it doesn't. So like you can... You can have impossible things. You can have three of the same time. Uh, That surprised me when I first saw that because typically Disney's very much like, oh, you want a dining reservation here and to do this? Mm -mm -mm -mm." Nope, they're overlapping and it won't let you do it. And so I I don't think that's going to last long. I was pleasantly surprised when I saw that you were able to book Lightning Lane passes through Genie Plus that like either overlapped or were like similar times or close in time. Yeah, we had two that were, we had two ended up being, because we had a fourth after that, and we had two that ended up being 6.50 to 7.50, the exact same time. It went, if you're used to fast pass, you've been to Disney in the past, yeah, anything, you're used to the algorithm just saying, no, you can't do that. But I don't know if it's because you can only do the one ride a day with Genie Plus, you can't do it multiple times. So they're trying to make people happy somehow. That could be their motto. We're trying to make people happy somehow. (laughs) (laughs) I like it. Totally lost track of where I was. Um, All right. Well, I finally found out what stacking and return time. Okay. Yeah. So let's just do a quick recap. So you can grab return times, which is you book your ride time and it tells you the window when you can come back to ride. So that's That's your reservation. Yes. That's your return time or your reservation. Um, I like window. (laughs) time portal you can book every two hours and so if you're taking a break if we're like at the pool with the kids every two hours i can go in and grab a new fast pass or fast pass see i did it too i can grab a new lightning lane um or if i grabbed a later time like something that's several hours out when i hit that two hour window i can grab another one so that's how you would have multiple lightning lane reservations which would be stacking yeah, I like to call it hoarding because that makes more sense. <laughs> I like that better too. I, yeah, hoarding is a more you know, accurate. I think hoarding might might have some negative connotations, though. I'm thinking collecting. <laughs> collecting. Okay. Mm-hmm. Extreme collecting. Extreme collecting. Yeah. Yeah. Stacking doesn't. It wasn't the best word, but it's like generally accepted. What, all the yeah, no, bloggers, that is what I hear it referred to as, yeah, as well. Bloggers like Tom Bricker, as soon as he terms something, like that's that's, that's the what term. we're all that's what we're all calling yeah. it now. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. So I think that we've answered Kurt's question. Let's see, this is why I wanted him here because I felt like if you and I just talked, it might be too high level. <laughs> we needed somebody to bring us down a few notches. Yes. Yes. Um, okay. So we talked about maybe not using stacking as a game plan, like when you get to the parks, uh, unless it's very specific circumstances. So that being said, when you get to the parks, should your plan be, and let's like, let's just assume you're, you know, you're rope dropping, you're getting there for 30 minute early park entry. Should your plan be to rope drop certain rides or should your plan be to 
just grab as many lightning lane passes. Is there a strategy for rope dropping or is it just entirely genie plus at this point? So good question because they, there are those eight, I call them the pesky attractions. There's eight pesky attractions. Again, with these negative. Well, okay. There's eight wonderful attractions. <laughs> yes. That we all love so much that we'll stand three hours in line for them. Yeah. The okay. eight, the epic eight, mm-hmm. the epic eight are not included in Genie Plus. Okay. Those are those individual lightning lane selections is what Disney calls them. Those are the pay to play. So you have to pay to get on them or you wait in standby, right? There's one exception. One exception is Remy's, which is a virtual queue. So that's pay to play a virtual queue. But those eight attractions, Seven Dwarfs Mine Train, Space Mountain at Magic Kingdom, Animal Kingdom is Expedition Everest and Flight of Passage. Hollywood Studios is Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway. That's like trying to say your blog name. And (laughs) Rise of the Resistance. (laughs) And then what do we got? Epcot which is Frozen Ever After, and then Remy's. So those eight are what people want to rope drop, especially if they have early entry, right? Like if you're eligible, because you're going to have to pay. And if you don't want to, you don't have to, because there's always a strategic way to get around that. Always, if you want to do that. Um, so you want to hit those in the morning. And then once you're done with that, start using your lightning lanes. Okay. Let me add, we're talking Please about rope drop and early entry. Please you do. can definitely take advantage of standby your first hour um, at some of the parks. I mean, all the parks are different, right? Like you can hit a lot of attractions in your first hour at Magic Kingdom. Like Animal Kingdom, if you go to Flight of Passage first, it's probably going to take you that whole early entry or, you know, rope drop period. Right. Um, but you can still take advantage of standby. If it's nine o'clock and you have your lightning lane for 950 to 1050 at Peter Pan, go do Splash Mountain and Big Thunder, rope drop that, go to Haunted Mansion on your way back, and then use your Peter Pan. You're not going to have more than five to 15 minute wait, probably except for major holidays. And then you've done four rides and only use one lightning lane. And then you just start getting more lightning lanes. Okay. What's, I'm curious what your opinion is on the individual ride selection, other than the fact that it's a terrible name for, for that. I mean, they really didn't even give it a name. Individual ride selection. <laughs> the individual lightning lane selection. Yes, it's terrible. Like, why did they not give it its own name? And the acronym is ILLS. Yeah. ILLS. <laughs> I they could have done ILLS. That. They could have done ILLS. Like, but they just stopped. I, they could have given it any number of names. Um, what I want to know, Allie, is how you make this sound also joyless. <laughs> <laughs> Where did the magic go? <laughs> I'm so technical. I'm just so technical. Uh, I again forgot where we were, where we were going. Oh, oh yeah. Individual lightning lane selections. The worst yes. name ever. Okay. The Epic Eight. Uh, did you get a chance during your testing to take advantage of the pay to play for the individual rides? Of course. Okay. I'd love to hear your thoughts on value is it worth it the rides that they picked because i find some to be confusing as to like how Mm -hmm. they made this list so what are your thoughts it's so difficult when people ask value questions because again you know how much did you budget are you on a budget are you not on a budget is it your first trip and do you have a litter of children or is it just you yeah are you with 
Star Wars like ride or dies and you don't care that it's going to cost your gaggle of 10, like $150 to ride Rise of the Resistance. Like, you know, that's a lot of money to some people. It's not to some people. You probably um, don't. If you're a Star Wars fan, you don't care because you've already spent <laughs> 240 on a lightsaber. Right? Yeah. yeah. Right? So it's like an add-on. Um, it just depends. The, the ones that I really find that you don't need to pay for, even if like money ain't a thing, is Expedition Everest. Because even during the busiest of times at nighttime and usually the first hour of the morning, you can get on that ride. I can't remember the last time I've waited more than like 15 or 20 minutes for that ride. And we've gone during some busy times, too. Mm -hmm. We've had no issues getting on any rides at Animal Kingdom outside of Pandora. Yeah, outside of Pandora. And especially in the evenings, everybody like everyone's in Pandora. Like if it's if the sun has set. You can walk around the rest of Animal Kingdom and you feel like, like you're there empty. alone. You're it's like, so wow. Weird. <laughs> and then you but, go to Pandora. But packed. Pandora, you're like shoulder to shoulder with, you know, everybody on the face of the earth. So, <laughs> yeah, if you can stay up past dark at Animal Kingdom, you could probably do everything without paying a dime. Yeah. Right. Animal Kingdom evenings are the best for that reason. I was also very confused by Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway. I thought that was an interesting choice. Yeah, we all thought it was slinky, right? But I think... Right. What they did was very strategic and that you have a buy-in for Slinky. That's a no-brainer to get Genie Plus because Slinky's included. Yeah, I was trying to figure that out for a while. I was like, oh, because it's the longest wait in the park. But Railway is new and it's popular too. So, But you can easily do Railway, you know, last 30 minutes of the night at a very busy time. The capacity on that is so – it's great. You know, it has a high capacity – and they, I mean, they really move people through that. I do, that's another one that even on busy days, like I really yeah. have not had to wait any significant amount of time in yeah. standby. I don't think I, that even when FastPass was a thing, I don't think I, even then, I don't think I ever used FastPass on it. So yeah, that one surprised me. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it'll still get long lines like Christmas. We're probably going to see 60 to 90 minute waits sure. and stuff, but these things you can do with early entry and you can do end of the night and end of the night is one of the best things people can do. And people, a don't think about it. B young kids, you know, you're having dinner, you got to go back early or just tired people. You know, my mom can't hang till the end of the night. And neither Um, can I. So (laughs) yeah. Right. I mean, sometimes we're like, we want, but I mean, it's, it's a great thing because you can get in any line up until the minute the park closes and you're going to have a much shorter wait than the post-it wait. So it sounds like you're uh, you're not a huge fan of the individual purchase. I don't think theme parks should really be like pay to play, but you can't say that that's happening because they're giving you another option. Right. Right. They're giving you, you can wait and stand by, you can join the virtual queue for Remy. Um, Remy's is kind of the only one that's difficult because there isn't a standby if you decide to go that route. But I think you that's know, just like, a matter of time. And that is another one. I think it's very similar to Mickey and Minnie, where I'm like, is this going to stay on the individual ride selection once the virtual queue is gone? Because as cute as that ride is, I don't see that being like a long-term, like high wait time kind of Mm -hmm. ride. I just, I don't. And the fact that I got motion sick on it and I don't get motion sick on anything, I think a lot of people will be avoiding that one. Really? Yeah. Yeah. So. Interesting. uh, I want, I want. We've got the Epic Eight 
And we're trying to decide if the individ- if the ills, the illest pass is worth it on those. I like Epic Eight. I'm stealing that. That's okay. so good. That is, is the so illest good. pass worth it on the Epic Eight? And I want this as a lightning round. Yay, nay. What's number one? What's worth it? Yeah. I'd say I personally, personally think Rise of the Resistance yes. is, the, only, the, is the only one on that list that I would consider paying I got another though. Yeah. Remy's. Remy's because if you don't join the virtual queue or you're super anxious and you don't want to be up at seven or it's just going to cause you anxiety, like I pay for that. I paid for it one day. It was for testing, but I also was like, this is the one I want to pay for. Yeah. I, I, I will agree with that. But again, I think that's a short term, a short term answer. Cause I think in a matter of time that will change. I think they'll drop the virtual queue probably after the holidays. Like, I can't imagine after the holidays, they're going to keep the virtual queue going. Yeah. So I have to say this. We added up the cost of the average of all the Epic 8, and it's around 80-something dollars. If they bundled it, every family, you get one ride on every Epic 8 to use during your vacation, it's $99. They're making more money everybody would add that on because people love to add things onto their vacation. So the fact that Disney is not giving a bundle option and doing it individual, like with the buyer psychology is just like, it's beyond me. I'm like, who did not make, cause even I would do that. Tech nasty. I would even, this feels like it's right up your alley. What are your thoughts? Yeah. He's stroking his beard, which tells me he's really thinking about what you said. I just, I can't believe they missed that opportunity. It's, it's so much, it's so easy. Anytime you're like bundle at a discount, they I'm immediately like add they, it on. They add don't need on. to. They don't need to. But see, I think they, they need a baseline. They want to see what will this make without discounting it. As soon as you discount it, you're devaluing it. No, but I'm saying they're not. It's not even discount it. They're just. Just do it as a bundle. Like it's just one price point instead of having to do everything a la carte. People want the buffet. They don't want to order three different entrees, right? I know. I'd, I'd rather pay once, cry once. Right. Just let me prepay for it so that I can enjoy my vacation instead of nickel and diming me. That's not right. like, it's supposed to be a luxury resort. Really? And so as soon as it's like, you know, these little chintzy, like $15 here, $15 there, it takes the fun out of it. But mm-hmm. at like a hundred bucks up front once, Okay, yeah, yeah just I, take my I money see so what I don't have saying. to think about this. I, I get what you're That's saying. That's why I missed the meal plan. Yeah, yeah. I, I totally agree about the nickel and diming, but I think at the same time, once you're there, and this is where I kind of like uh, about the way Disney is approaching this. They're clearly inflating wait times, but the average guest doesn't know that. So the average guest is going oh to either God. look at their phone or look at the wait times that are posted up on the sign, and they're going to say 90 minutes, and then they're going to be like, oh, for $10, we can skip the line. And they're going to impulse buy it for $10. And they're going to feel fantastic. Like they're freaking VIPs. And they're going to walk up to the front of the line. Cause this is like the one time that they're going to be at Disney. And they don't know that those wait times are inflated. And it's probably only at like a 30 to 40 minute wait. How inflated are they? And is the percentage so, consistent? I, I, fo- I follow an account on Twitter that, that tracks this and it's, they're like, wait times are about, 60 percent is that what you found uh i just pulled the data from this for the year up through october and it was 54 percent was the average across all four parks right so haunted mansion's 40 but it's a 14 minute wait mine train is 80 but it's 70 right you have these different rides that and like that's something we teach too like 
you can really rely on these rides to be much lower where these are going to actually be closer. Like so the patterns in there, but let I me, think it's 54%. Let me pull up. There's an account I follow. Is it thrill data? No, it's, uh, it's on to, uh, is Jeannie worth it? So mm-hmm. it's on Twitter. It's all one word is Jeannie worth it. And every day they post the, uh, actual wait times versus like what was posted and typically it's between 50 and 60 percent of what's posted but the average person doesn't know that so while i agree that nickel and diming is annoying at the same time just the average guest at the park is going to be like that says it's an hour i walked right on and they don't know that it's really only like 50 percent of that so it's really only 30 minutes Mm -hmm. so i think that's more I, I hate that that's the truth of it, but I think that is the truth of it. Yeah. And well, people don't even realize the numbers, right? Because you're on vacation. It's it's feelings. It's emotions. Even like even if you waited less, you just feel like you waited less. Like most like exactly what you're saying. Most people are also aren't going to like track their wait time like I do when I research. Yep. They're just going to wait until they get on the ride and someone's going to go. That didn't feel like an hour. Yeah. Yeah. But 40 minutes versus 14 uh, yeah, totally. Well, well then, then you have a happy you have a happy person, right? So I do trip reports with people and the number of times somebody's been like, Well, we were going to go on Mind Train. We got there first thing in the morning, just like you recommended, and we went straight to Mind Train. But when we got there, the posted wait time already said 70 minutes. And I'm like, No, like you should have gotten in line. They immediately first thing in the morning on these big ticket rides, those wait times are like super high. And the lines look like they're, you know, wrapped around forever. But the reality is, is not so, you know, like they just post these high wait times. But if you're there first thing in the morning, they just wrap the lines around. You're not even like in the actual queue yet. Right. Once they let people in the queue, you get right on. Right. So it's deceiving. So it says 70 minutes, but really you're only waiting 15. Magic Kingdom days and having to rope drop mine train with you. Mm, I don't like it. I have to sit outside (laughs) in the sun (laughs) on the the asphalt. There's no shade over there. Nothing for me to what? do. What do you like? I'd love to hear a list of things you do like. I love Big Thunder Mountain. All right. Yeah. Okay. At Magic Kingdom. Mm-hmm. Is that it? That's the At one. Magic Kingdom. The yeah, end. You know, I don't think Magic Kingdom's really for grownups. Oh. Yeah. Wow. I'm more sophisticated. I like World Showcase. He's more sophisticated. Yeah. I like to go to World like Showcase and get ripped. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, anyway, <laughs> all right. I'm curious um, if if you are not somebody because you know we're talking about people who maybe are newer to Disney or don't do as much research as like you and I do because we're crazy. <laughs> um, let's say you show up. Let's say you know you're new to Disney. You show up at the parks a little bit later in the day because you don't know to rope drop and I- it's busy. And you're like, mm, is it too late to buy Genie Plus if you show up later in the day? Or do you have to get on and be, you know, ready to go at 7 a.m.? No, you can buy it anytime. I would tell somebody like after maybe 4 p.m., you know. Do you think you could go that late and still purchase it and get the yeah. value? Yeah, especially if, if you have young kids and you're going to do Fantasyland because Genie Plus, the, those return times, they work just like standby waits. So, 11 a.m. to 4 p.m. is peak park time, right? That's when your lines are going to be at peak. And that's also when, you're, if you're using Genie Plus, your return times are going to be further out. 
So once you get out of that window, your return times are going to be quick. So, you know, you could be parents coming in late and hit all the fantasy land attractions in the evening with Genie Plus and not have to be all over the place and have it probably be worth your money, you know, because this is what I say. Why wait 10 minutes if you can wait zero? You know, it's like, and people want to think too, I think it's normal for a lot of first timers to think that 25 to 35, even 40 minute waits aren't long. And it's like, that's a long time when you, you know, accumulate five to 10 rides that you could be, you know, eating, enjoying a meal, taking pictures, not waiting, right? Was there anything that we missed that we want to cover on Genie Plus? One interesting thing, and again, you know, I'm really technical. I don't, my crowd isn't even advanced. It's just, but it's all about strategic, right? So I, I want to include details for anybody that's interested because usually when people are interested in like learning about this, they want to go all in, right? So we go all in, but it's definitely, it's easy to learn. It's intimidating, but it's, it's not difficult. And there's a difference. Um, one thing is this rule takes place when you're holding a stacked lightning lane reservation, one that has been in your account for at least two hours. If you decide for whatever reason you want to cancel that lightning lane pass after canceling, you can redeem it for another, even if you are already holding another recently booked lightning lane because the two hour window has passed. I get a bonus credit. Yes, exactly. So let's say, you know, you booked Splash Mountain at the pool and two hours has been by and you get Big Thunder Mountain like 10 minutes in. So you're only two hours, 10 minutes. So you think you can't get another one until you do two hours. Let's say you decide though, you're walking in and the kids are like, I don't want to do Splash Mountain. You can cancel that, but you will automatically get another because it's, it's like you've got a spot. So you get another lightning lane reservation. Mm-hmm. Even though you just booked Big Thunder. For what though? For Splash? For Any, anything? Anything. So like the easiest way to put it is two hours have gone by and one of the rides you booked earlier that day, you guys have decided you don't want to do it. You want to, whether you don't want to do the ride, you want to get something else that's too far away. And then let's say you just booked like Big Thunder Mountain. So you cancel the ride you don't want to go on. We'll say it's Splash. Even though you just booked a new one, you still can get another one because that Splash Mountain, it's like there's a placeholder and you can put something in it. Huh. I have never heard anybody else. No, and I don't this. I haven't seen it mentioned either. Wow. And we didn't really find out about it until one of our last days. Um, but it comes up because, you know, things happen and people don't want to, they're not gonna get there to pirates it. So let's say you're stacking lightning lanes. This is probably what's gonna happen to people. You're at the pool, you get a pirates of the Caribbean for three o'clock, and that will go from three to 4 p.m., right? And then you have the grace period. You could technically get in until 4.15. I'm not going to get into that right now. So you know you're not going to be at the park until 4.30. You're on the bus there. It's like 4.05. You just got on the bus. You're not going to make it. So you cancel that lightning lane, but you still get to book another immediately, no matter when you booked the most recent one. Oh, because I see. Okay. You, okay. When you book a lightning lane, stacking them, you're like reserving like a, a spot. So... And the lightning lane is what's filling that like slot. So if you take it out and cancel it, you still have that slot to put something back in. Even if you just booked another one five minutes ago. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. I've never seen it mentioned either, but I mean, it's, it's very convoluted, right? But it's, it's stuff that's going to happen to people and it's going to be one of those things. People are going to do it. 
And they're going to be like, oh man, well, we booked that and we waited two hours. And now just because it's not going to work out, we don't get one, but you need to get one. And my advice to anybody would just be, if you ever think there even is a remote possibility that you could book something else, just try. The worst that's going to happen is you're going to get an error message, right? But always just try to book another one if you feel like it. And even just do that the first day of your vacation, because you're going to quickly kind of know what works and what doesn't. I am curious though, this, so this reminds me, I like, okay, so I, I have a, a, a YouTube channel, but I really only use it for like a few videos just on my website. But the one thing that I posted on YouTube that has gotten thousands of views is my fast pass video where I'm like, Hey, if you refresh, you can get earlier time. So that was right. a hack when fast pass was a thing. Is this a thing that you can do with Genie Plus? Are you able to refresh at any point to check for different times if you're not liking the times that are popping up when you try to grab a certain ride? Yes. So you can. The only thing is with FastPass, it was modify and refresh. Now it's just refresh. So you can't change a time of an already existing. You would have to cancel it to look for new times. But the refresh works great if you haven't booked anything yet and you want an earlier time. That's okay. the situation. Okay. Or if something's already sold out, like it's 4 p.m. and you want a slinky, you can move slinky up to the top of your top picks and just keep refreshing to see if there's a time. It's just like fast pass. It was kind of a game. Um, however big your party is or however crowded it is, you know, those are variables coming into play. If it's two people during low season, you're probably going to have luck quickly. If it's 10 people during high season, refreshing is going to be difficult. But yes, it's definitely a thing. And there's a there's a certain way to do it the best way too. <laughs> so with in Genie, you get to do my picks. You can pick up to eight attractions to be at the top of your tip board. If you want to target something like we're going to Hollywood studios, we want to try to get smugglers run, even though it says it's sold out for the day. You go to edit your selections, only have smugglers, and then it's at the top of your list. So you don't have to scroll. You can just keep refreshing over and over until you see if you can. So find this is something. like when you're setting up Genie and even the free version of Genie, when it asks you about attractions that you're interested yeah. in. Yeah. So you would want to select the attractions that you're really trying to grab those Genie Plus and those because when you select them, they pop up at the top of your attraction list. Exactly. So when you're refreshing, you don't have to like scroll down. Exactly. And you it. can change that anytime during the day too. So like I went on Peter Pan's flight. It was early in the morning. The next Haunted Mansion. So I think it was 9.30. The next Haunted Mansion was at 11. And I'm like, no, no, I'm not waiting till then. I want to do that next. So I moved Haunted Mansion. I selected it as the only pick in my, you know, tip board. So it was at the top of my screen. I refreshed, I think, four times. So we're talking less than 10 seconds. And I got one for 15 minutes later instead of an hour and a half later. Oh, excellent. So refreshing still works. It does. I will add though, especially for people that did this with FastPass, that whatever time shows up on your tip board, it's not locked in. And this is any time for Genie Plus. And it's very, this is like one of the biggest things to know because it can, it's one of those things that can just be so frustrating, especially if you're new. Whatever's on your tip board, the time, it's not locked in. So you can, if you take longer than just, you know, a couple seconds, you can hit that time and it will, it could change. Oh, okay. Right. It's not locked in until your second screen. Okay. So that's a big frustration. Like that, that was a big point of frustration for anyone from new to advanced. 
Um, because that's frustrating to think that you got something for a time you want and then to hit it and just find that it changed. Um, and it can change based on your party size too. Interesting. So yeah. Trying to get tickets from Ticketmaster. I, yes. I really am between Genie and Genie Plus and we're planning a Disney cruise right now, which has been like one of the most stressful things in my entire life. I'm just convinced. First world problems. I know. I know. I sound like <laughs> oh, my a real piece of work. Plan. I'm so stressed out about my Disney cruise. Oh, my life is so hard, guys. You just don't understand. Yeah, that one came out of your mouth. I was like, whoa. I, my point is, I think that it feels like Disney is really like I feel like at this point they're trying to make things difficult. They or are complicated. Yeah, the fact it's... that individual lightning lane selection doesn't have its own name, like that alone, I'm like, what are you doing to me? Why are we? Why are we doing this? Right. You know, it's well, like they're trying to make it confusing. Right, and then you add like early entry and rope drop, but there's a difference. There's early entry rope drop, and you know, it. it and it is. I, I'm like, I don't. I mean, so many people come to me. They're like, I'm so overwhelmed, and I'm like. You're not wrong and you're very normal. If you're yeah. not overwhelmed, like I'm, I'm impressed. Yeah. I mean, if you're not overwhelmed, you must be mathy. Right. Mathy. 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 Now, yeah. earlier um, you said Genie Plus was clunky. Is this what you meant? No, free Genie. Oh, free Genie. Yeah. Just like the, it, it's just like bloated, you know, like if you, you'll have, they, they kind of scatter recommendations and you could have to scroll two screens down to get to your actual reservations you've made. So that's the only thing that when I say bloated, it's like they're, they're adding in stuff where it's difficult to see what you have, but you can, you can edit anything. Like you can take things off. You can say, I don't want this. I really had high hopes for the free. Really? Genie. I really did because my, my whole goal is for people to not have to pay for things Right. And so I was really hoping that the free genie would do all of these things that it promised and not that it doesn't. It just, I don't know. It just, it yeah. seems underwhelming so far. Yeah. It's, and it's just a feature. Like it's nothing more than just a feature of an app. It's not like a system. It's not a program. It's just a feature. Yeah, That's the one thing I found I'm explaining a lot. I'm like, genie is not its own app. Like no. it's just a feature of my Disney plus. Yeah. So yeah. And you can use it. I mean, if, if someone just going to go in and they're going to go in blind, like it's better than nothing. Right. Um, but I mean, anyone that's probably listening to your podcast has some interest in getting somewhat involved in their, their planning. And I think it's not something I would focus on. I would focus on figuring out what you want to do and maybe a plan for standby or figuring out how to use Genie Plus if you're going to go. Okay. Way. And so I... The reason I wanted you specifically on the podcast to talk about this is that you, your, um, the system that you've created is so detailed and so thorough that I, it's, I find it to be incredibly impressive. And I, anybody who listens to this knows that I don't, like, I'm not on here, like, hawking every Disney yeah. thing out there. <laughs> but I really think that this is um, a great value if you're really trying to maximize genie and genie plus and so just so people are aware i know you the the system that you offer it's not just genie and genie plus you there are also other parts to it do you kind of want to run through what else is offered just yeah, in case totally. somebody's interested in it so they know what to expect yeah of course um so we have 
strategy playbooks. And this is like, it's called the insider strategy playbook to Disney world. Kind of a mouthful, but that's what it is. Um, <laughs> my, and- my thing's called double your WDW. So I know. I have, I've won twister. the mouthful contest. No, every, every time I say it, I'm like, I'm going to kill her. What does she need? Her <laughs> I'm like, I have a friend and it's, but okay. So insiders strategy guide playbook, we'll call it, we, we're kind of branding right now, but um, it, the whole purpose was originally like originally fast pass and touring the parks and navigating it. And of course that's changed. Um, but with COVID, you know, we did all the standby strategies you could need. We taught people where, if you're standing in line for seven dwarves mind train, how long your wait is probably going to be. So we, we just are always kind of focused on touring strategy. The biggest thing is to minimize your weights as much as possible, whether that's through how to know how to do standby, um, how to maximize rope drop, early entry, if you don't have early entry. And then right now, of course, we added this huge, like how to maximize Genie Plus, how to master it. And it kind of became its own mini course because we covered like 25% probably <laughs> of the We barely scratched the surface here. Yeah, I mean, I want to say like, I want to give it like 30, but it's it's somewhere around that, you know? Um, and we make things, hey, if you're going to use Genie Plus and you don't want to take 20 minutes to watch these videos and kind of learn about it, Here's built-in itineraries based off data for the best way to use Genie Plus and the best order of the parks. And then we do that for standby too. Um, and then we do all sorts of stuff. Like we have dining hacks. That's one of the biggest things. That's one of the biggest like feedback we get actually is that people liked the dining hacks because there's ways to strategically with the algorithm get reservations that you either missed when you were booking in advance or you didn't book in advance and you didn't get anything you want. I, I can almost guarantee like, I could find anyone a reservation to any restaurant that they want at some point. That's impressive. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm like, maybe I should change the, the guarantee to that. Cause we do have a guarantee. <laughs> we have a guarantee if you're not happy or you already learned stuff or this or that. Um, I mean, most people are, we have a 98% satisfaction rate. So most people are happy, but um, yeah, we do like room requests. So where are you staying? How to like get the best for what I find fascinating. And I'm like, Ooh, I'm going to have to like pick her brain offline on the whole route. I'm, I'm the type of person I'm, I'm like, no, no, no. Like I'm not, I could never, it's what I call my Midwestern modesty. Like I could never go and request yeah. a better room or I just, so I'm very curious what your strategy. Yeah. So I'm going to have to pick your brain on that one. Well, You don't ask for an upgrade. I would never say that. And I tell people, I'm like, don't ask for something you didn't pay for because you're not going to get it. And it's, it's, Tacky, tacky. It's very is tacky. The, yeah, I think very that's tacky. the word you're looking for. It's tacky. It's very it's tacky. Strategy. But you know, oh god, if you're... Kurt has strategy. <laughs> you, they let you into the room, then you immediately call the front desk and go. It smells like smoke. I have asthma. <laughs> Do you I, have to say it like that? Yes. though? Okay. And then you d- like a one bedroom villa. <laughs> yes. I need a penthouse suite. <laughs> and then I assume they just give it to you. Oh, okay. At which point, then, if they don't, you start yelling about this man's corpse powering (laughs) Disney World. This man does not represent Allie or myself. I had uh, his opinions are his own. They do not reflect this podcast. Who is called the? He's like, watch this, and he like calls the front desk. He's like, it smells like smoke, and you knew they thought he was full of it. They're like, but he was so relentlessly annoying about it. They just gave in, and we got the craziest hotel room I've ever been in. So he was a Karen. What's the I male equivalent? Yes. Uh, whatever the male Ukrainian equ- of a Karen is, that's what he was. Okay. All right. 
He sounds cool. This was before we were married. It I was. just also want to. This isn't my twenties. That in there. Like, Let's get our boy. Let's I had get the boys to go to Vegas. Yeah, that, this is not in our strategy guide either. Yeah, None of this is. I actually recommend the complete opposite. Don't be tacky, and you'll get what you want. Okay. But it's very it's strategic, right? Because if you're at Coronado Springs, for example, this is a huge resort. You do not want to be in the ranchos. It's near nothing. You need to request the cabanas or the casitas, but you just don't want the ranchos, right? I feel so, like I'm always in the room that's furthest away from everything because yeah. I don't ever want to ask. I did on your last trip. I did well. Okay, so my last trip, I picked a preferred room, so I paid to be in a better room, and then I was in a better room. Um, so, is this something you would go up to the front desk? I assume, or is this something no. you request through the app beforehand? Yeah. So you used to be able to email, and we actually, I actually had the list of emails that no one was supposed to have. So I have like the black book, and then I think my twenty thousand customers per year probably submitted too many room requests so they canceled emails they don't use it anymore but you can use the chat feature on the website oh but on um, the tacky oh, one okay. you broke disney's email i broke oh, disney's email yeah but the chat feature and but half the time it says it's not available but it i is. have found if you just sit and wait and like kind of hover over the chat like yeah. if you're just you know doing whatever on your right. desktop just kind of hover over, it'll eventually open up well, if you go to a booking page where you're going to pay money. Ah, suddenly. Yeah, it pops suddenly up. The fairy godmother pops know. up. Yeah. And you're like, That's actually, I do have a question. If they had a live chat going on every page of that site, can you imagine the insanity? Yeah. Well, they, they do sometimes. It's just like, yeah. But no, you don't ever request something you didn't pay for. But um, they want to make you happy. And like... Only, I think, 5% of people actually probably make room requests. Like, no one really does. I still like to be surprised half the time. People are like, what do you make for this? I'm like, I don't really personally. I'm like, where are they going to put me? Like, yeah. you know, it's a fun game. But yeah, I really very rarely do I make now. requests either. But now I think I'm going to. Now I'm going yeah. to. Please do. Yeah. I'm going to. And yeah. I'll report back. Like, wherever you're staying, just be like, I'd like to be located in the Grand Floridian. Let me <laughs> let me do your next room request for you. And then okay. we'll see if it works and then you'll still be surprised, but you'll okay. have something. You'll have a juicier room if it works out. Ooh, juicier. Okay. <laughs> uh was all right, Kurt. Do you understand everything that Allie and I discussed? Have you followed along? Are you paying attention? Hold on, say it slower. Did you <laughs> understand? Genie Plus strategy. Oh, so we failed is what I'm hearing. I heard something okay. clunky. All right. So just dumb it down for me. So if we've, <laughs> if we failed, uh, obviously I have free resources, but for more thorough, um, I'll have links to all of Allie's stuff in the show notes as well, because people like Kurt who can't follow along maybe need to read and reread and then reread a Look, few break more it times. down two bullet points max two bullet two oh. bullet points oh good luck Allie. go <laughs> you have 10 seconds to impress me okay you go to disney world get genie plus start early correct answer start <laughs> early is always my number one tip like for everything it doesn't matter what the question is Hold on. When start, is start early start or stay early. late? Start early, stay late. Yeah, start early is always my number one tip. Early is before the parks open. Okay, that's too early. There's people that are like, the best advice I got from your playbook was to show up 30 minutes an hour before the park open. 
I didn't even know there was early entry. Like, I will not get there an hour before. Like, I will not arrive no. an hour before. I will mm. roll up and like walk in a little bit before the parks open. And I've never once had an issue. I'm still able to do a ton. I don't, I do not get these people who like you see photos and it's like everybody's lined up and the parks don't open for another hour. I'm like, what are you doing? Well, the irony too is that you're probably waiting longer than you would in the middle of the day for a standby line. But yes. I get that it's more exciting and it doesn't feel like that. So, uh, do you know anything about Universal Studios? I hear it's a theme park similar to Disney World. Yes, you do it's a, little, a little bit. There's a guy called Harry Potter. <laughs> yes, <laughs> he's the main attraction. You're a wizard. There it is. Oh, there it nice. Is. <laughs> Will you go to Universal with us? That would be fine. I really think I'm going to buy um, annual passes for the family for Universal. That's I really think looking at the cost, and you and I discussed this a little bit like offline, but looking at the cost of tickets for Universal, they're I correct me if I'm wrong. They feel like they're quite a bit more than Disney just for like a single day. And so yes. trying to, and that surprised me. And so trying to price it out, the the annual pass felt like the better option. And just based on when we're going for this trip, I have no choice but to buy the highest tier, of course, because the dates oh. that we're going to be there are blacked out. But that being said, we go as a family to Florida a couple times a year. We would get our money's worth, like, without yeah. a, a question. I think the boys will like it more than Disney they're at that age right now. Yeah, they and I'm very curious. Really, that's like my only hesitation is the rides that they will and will not do. It's like, okay, well, we get our money's worth. Do they of, do coasters? They will do coasters, but nothing like crazy. They'll do rock and roller coaster. So when she Julie told me that you thought you were gonna die in Velocicoaster, oh I, I thought I was gonna die. I actually I thought I was gonna die. I like had a panic attack. Like <laughs> My sister looked oh, over at the kidding. end. No, no. Like my sister was freaking out because neither of us do like coasters. Like we do Disney coasters. Yeah, same. I won't. We live right next How? to us. We are right next to a Six Flags. I can see it from my house. And we you guys like, are don't ever go. Flags too. Yeah. Six Flags. I'm like, do I look like I have a death wish? Like, I'm no. good. I love the wood so coasters. I don't know what your problem is. Oh, I was like calm. I'm like, it's going to be fun. We're going to live, so it'll be fine. And my sister's, like, freaking out. And she's not anxious. Like, I'm the anxious one. And we get on, and I'm like, and she's like, okay. <laughs> We're like, well, it all ends and here. Well, and it's dark. You and you, like, <laughs> it's, it's dark, so you can't. It's so much scarier. And we're, like, halfway. And I, so I didn't know with coasters, like, people compete. Like, all these coaster designers are competing to have the best, newest coaster this? in the world. No, I didn't know it was like the craziest, the craziest. They're like, just make the numbers go bigger. Who cares if anyone dies? That's why I can't do Six Flags anymore because it's every ride knows like it's the ultimate. And I'm like, I don't want the ultimate. Hell yeah, strap me in. I don't want it. Like, I don't need, like, I don't need to be going straight up, then straight down, then like, you know, a bunch of like feeling like you're going to die. Yeah, I don't need that. I think that's the idea. Like Velocicoaster, I was like, this is the closest to death I'm ever going to get as a human being. <laughs> because there's this thing. And I looked it up. I went home. Of course, I'm like looking it up at night. And it's called Airtime. You guys maybe know about this. But it's an engineering thing where they're purposely, intentionally 
trying to design it so that you feel like you're flying out of your seat, like you're being ejected. <laughs> and it's intentional. It's intentional. It's horrifying. So I- like Velocity Coaster is like 12 seconds of airtime. So I thought I was actually dying when we got to that top hat and we dropped. I'm glad you told me because I may have been like, yeah, let's do it. It's the new ride. It'll be fine. And now I don't mm-hmm. think you could force me onto that ride. No, I had my eyes closed. I was like holding my harness in the back of it. Like I was like holding yeah, the back of Yeah, in case that bad boy comes loose. You need to yeah. be holding on. Yeah, and I was like crying. <laughs> I purchased and love your guide for Universal. So I plan on getting as much use out of that as possible. The Universal one. Allie, where can we learn more about you and your products, your Disney World products? So everything is Wish Upon a Planner, Instagram handle, Facebook, wishuponaplanner.com. Um, if you want to get the Insider Strategy Guide and learn everything about mastering Genie Plus or how to master everything without it, then go to wishuponaplanner.com and in the menu, it'll say like Insider Strategy Guides and pick pick Disney. We do Universal too, but pick Disney. And then um, coupon code, of course, for your lovely listeners, if you use coupon code Julie. I like it. Yes. I will put links in the show notes for where we can find the guide, where we can follow you. Um, yeah, no, this has been great. I have your both of your guides, Disney and Universal, and they are amazing. And like I Yay. said before, I don't. I do not just like push garbage on people. I've never tried to like sell crap through this podcast, but this is totally worth it. I think I even had a trip report a while back where somebody used your guides and she could not stop talking about it, would not stop talking about how great and helpful they are. So really, like if you are looking for just a ton of really thorough um, information and just the amount of research that you do, it impresses me. You make me feel like I'm the laziest Disney personality that ever was. It's a lot to keep up with, especially if you're not local, which I'm not local either, but we, I, I think, travel You know, a lot. honestly, I think that helps. I think not being local is what is really helpful for people because you and I have, right. we have to fly out and we have to do, right. you know, either rent a car, do Magical Express or whatever it is. Like we're out right. there doing those things as well. And so totally, your guides walk everybody through that. I think they're fantastic. So um, really check them out, everybody. Um, links in the show notes or wish upon a planner. Use promo code Julie to get a discount. Yay. Thank Julie. you for being on the show. Thanks. So fun. All right. Another big thank you to Allie for being on the show. Uh, like I said before, if you are interested in the guide that Allie offers, uh, you can go to Wish Upon a Planner, use coupon code Julie, J-U-L-I-E, to get a discount on that. I'm going to have links and all that information in the show notes as well. So if you're you know, in the car driving, no worries, you can get that later. Just hit up the show notes to find a link to everything. I'm also going to have some free resources uh, in the show notes as well. If that is more your speed, believe me, I totally get it. So um, I think this was great. I'm excited to use all these Genie Plus hacks. So until next time, I will see you guys in the parks.